What's up, everyone? It's Jess Belmoster here from Locked On Flames. We have ourselves a whole new series heading back to Calgary after last night's 4-1 win over the Dallas Stars. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. How are you today? It's a victory Tuesday. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, and we are also free 99 there, as well as YouTube. The Flames had to make some quick adjustments last night. Brett Ritchie uh, was a late scratch, right? Um, And I really, really am impressed with how quickly this team was able to adjust and how successful they were with adjusting. Uh, They dressed seven defensemen and 11 forwards. And the the adjustments that they did have, were not the worst. Like, they performed very well. And it's funny because this is now the second game where they've had to make adjustments on the fly and they're able to succeed. Obviously, game one being the first one after Rasmus Anderson got tossed from the game. But there was some scary stuff to also start the game. Gaudreau uh, got like a puck to his throat, I believe, or it was like, a, not the puck, sorry, it was like a shoulder, a head contact, ended up getting pulled in this collision, after this collision, and I thought he was possibly concussed, because I mean, that boy always looks like a deer in the headlights, but he looked like he was caught in some LED headlights, when, and they pulled him immediately, which was great, and uh, I was happy to see him back out on the bench to start the second period, Um And he said that he's not feeling any sort of uh, ramifications or symptoms from that collision. So that's great to see. And I think there was like a sigh of relief heard around the world when he was back. And after he told the uh, media that he wasn't feeling any sort of symptoms or repercussions. So this first period truly set the tone of the game. It was non-stop like five on five hockey which we had not seen for that long (laughs) in this game up to that point and the flames kept jake ottinger very very busy they had 19 shots in the first period and if you're able to generate 19 shots in 20 minutes that is great obviously but you have to assume you're going to win the game with that kind of performance. You know, we can't assume, but you know, you gotta, in theory, you should win a hockey game if you're performing at that level. But they kept Ottinger busy. Ottinger looked fantastic through the entire game. I don't know how he did it. My entire timeline was people just like praising the ever living daylight out of this kid and I was like guys come on I thought we were supposed to be rooting for the flames like come on come on say say something mean 
be a little tough. But no, it, you know, he has that Boston University connection and that Hockey East connection, just like Johnny. So I'll take it a little easy on them, right? But the Flames were actually able to capitalize on a five on three uh, opportunity with Rasmus Anderson, Rasmus's revenge, if you will. Um, in the first, or sorry, in the second period, it was a really nice goal. Um, it's just so happy that he was able to score and kind of get the monkey off of his back and just kind of be like, oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to go after me and my teammates. We're too busy scoring. Ha ha. And then, of course, Gaudreau had a penalty shot. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But, ooh, that was so sexy. It was such a nice goal. It was beautiful. It was just everything Gaudreau needed. It truly encapsulated Johnny Hockey in the best way possible. And... I've been like retweeting every version of it from whoever is posting it because it is just such a good goal. And then Lindholm was able to score from the slot again. Are we surprised? No. Uh, and then Backlund scored an empty netter. And I have to give credit where credit is due. Markstrom and Ottinger looked fantastic. It was cool seeing them go back and forth because obviously – Jake Ottinger is like 23 years old and Marky is like 31. So it's kind of like this younger, is, is Marky 31? I could be completely lying to you there. He might not be that, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a younger goalie versus someone who's a seasoned veteran, but it was just really great to see uh, the goalie duel that people have been claiming that this game was, but it like, it has like the series has series has been rather um for those of you who may be new here hi hello uh goalie duels are not something that you know oh just because goalies are stopping shots it's a goalie duel no like you need a little bit of offense and you need this team to be going like back and forth to like you know and the stars were doing that and the flames were doing it too the stars were able to uh attempt to get shots on net and uh you know there were a lot of shot blocks there as well, or blocked shots from both teams. And it just, it felt like a whole new ball game. And I enjoyed it, quite frankly. And coming up next, we're going to talk about the turning point of the game, but also what I think is the turning point of the series. And uh, before we do that, though, I do want to just take a quick break to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts, and they have you covered from A to Z in terms of updates, live bets, live props, you name it. BetOnline.net has uh, all your latest sports news, league reviews, props, uh, podcasts, great source for all of your sports uh, needs, and it's a great website to check out. So head on over to BetOnline.net today and check out the latest and greatest news from your favorite sports league, from NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, eSports, MLB, and whatever else is on there. Uh, and, of course, make sure you bet on the Flames money line if you want. I'm not going to gamble responsibly, please. <laughs> bet online where the game starts. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. 
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, my Twitter handle is flashing across the screen. And if you're listening to the audio version, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. So I think that there were two true, like, standout moments in this game or stats or, you know, takeaways from this game that were kind of like this weird turning point, if you will. And first up is Michael Stone. Michael Stone has battled uh, a lot. He was originally signed with the Flames on a legitimate contract, not just like a a PTO and then a, you know, one-year contract sort of deal. Um, He had a blood clot that he battled through. He ended up getting bought out and then was really struggling to find his place in pro hockey. But, you know, the Flames bring him back every summer. And uh, he is just he's such a hard guy to hate or have like any animosity towards because he's battled some like severe adversity. And then, you know, last night he, (laughs) he gets the call from, I'm I'm assuming he's picking out his pregame suit and he's ready to go sit up in that press box. And Daryl Sutter is like, Oh, well, we're dressing seven defensemen tonight. Suit up. And, you know, he played 11, just 11 games this regular season. And uh, for him to come out and have such a performance that he did last night is incredible. Uh, what it was eight shots on goal through 10 minutes. And he gave it his all last night. I think he earned himself in his PTO for the next two or three summers. And I think that he came out there. He did what was expected of him and more and was able to perform at like a great level, especially in the playoffs for a guy that, you know, wasn't really anticipating playing this series. Um, He looked great. I thought that it was nice to, it was fun to watch him. Not even just nice. It was a lot of fun to watch him. He just was generating shot after shot after shot after shot. And they were, some of them were really, like, quality shots. And I thought that he was going to eventually score. A lot of people did as well. So it was kind of uh, fun to watch. And I think that the Flames could possibly dress him again in Game 5. I don't think that, you know, unless, like, Brett Ritchie, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like uh, you know, this was part of the recipe for success here. And maybe you bench Brett Ritchie and do the same thing again? I don't know. I'm not the coach. I don't have all the answers. But what I do have the answers to is, of course, this second turning point of the game. And this right here is, of course, (laughs) Gaudreau's penalty shot. And this was something special. This was something that I think Johnny needed in order to find his playoff confidence and not like he had been truly struggling this postseason I think that uh he has been generating shots he has been play you know uh feeding the puck to other players he's had some good chances but they Dallas's defense can read him like a book and they block that behind the net shot and uh but this the success on this penalty shot with the little like 
fake backhand and then whoop, he did it. Uh, it punched a ticket to a whole new ball game, to a new series, to a new Flames level of competition. And I, I think that it was very clear that we saw that his, uh, his goal got the offense going, you know, that point it put the team up to nothing, but then Elias Lindholm scored next. And then of course the empty netter, but now people can shut up about him not showing up in the playoffs because he had a goal. And I think what's fun to watch about him getting that confidence is that it's going to carry over. It is the momentum that he needs as a player to keep going. Some people need that. Some people need that like extra confidence. And I can't even lie. I'm one of them. I don't care how much money is in your bank account or if you, if you had the second most uh, points in the NHL, sometimes you need that. It doesn't like always come easy or naturally to players. It's not that big of a deal. I think that, you know, whether it came on a penalty shot or, you know, like an even strength goal or power play goal, Johnny was going to find that confidence. And I'm glad that he found it now versus in an elimination game where they're eliminated because this gives them the time to reset and move forward. They didn't, they didn't have that last time they were in the playoffs against Dallas. They have it now. And I think that now that the monkey's off his back, he will be able to not overpass. That was another thing that was kind of detrimental to the game last night, not necessarily with him, but some other players, um, the overpassing, the, the the lack of confidence to shoot the puck. But he did it on a penalty shot. And, you know, I know, oh, it's a, it's a skills competition, but I don't care. He still scored. <laughs> he scored a beautiful goal. And uh, it's all, like I said earlier, it's all over my social media. If you want to go watch it, uh, you can follow me, obviously, on Twitter, Jess Belmosto, and then the podcast at LO underscore uh flames pod sorry i forgot but i think that this is going to be a whole different series heading back into calgary i think that this team is special i think that you know they have this i think daryl sutter finally was like i need to break the cycle here and just hand it over give it up to goudreau and allow uh, some of the lines to be shuffled. And because we did see a lot of line shuffling last night, we had to see lines shuffling because we only had 11 forwards. You know, you have, they ended up bringing together the Mangiapane, Backlund, and Coleman line, which was also fantastic. And we're going to talk about that, talk more about that coming up. But I'm just so happy that the game went the way that it did last night in terms of their performance, you know, the score was also great, but I think that from the minute they hit the ice, they hit the ground running and it was clear. It really was. It was not (laughs) a joking matter to them. Uh, They took it very seriously and I'm trying to pull up the stats. It's on the screen, but even Johnny had six shots on goals to Foley had six and then uh obviously Michael Stone had eight but you know Toffoli was robbed in the first period but these players are 
you know, they're not just messing around. Like, they're not just out there and they know that they're going to go home. Like, it's not like the Nashville, uh, Colorado series where it was a waste of a few days. But I just am very impressed with their overall performance. And we're going to talk about that next uh, in my players of the game, flames of the game. And uh, yeah, so make sure you stick around for that. Thank you everyone for tuning in to today's uh, game for recap. As always, you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts and you can subscribe to it there. Leave a nice little review, a little rating, a uh, nice little rating and review. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And then of course, the show, LO underscore Flames Pod. My, my players of the game tonight or last night, rather, uh, don't go in any particular order. I don't like doing that. I don't think that it, it, it's fair for me to say that because I'm watching. <laughs> I'm just watching the game. I'm not performing. I don't. But whatever. Michael Backlund is my first flame of the game. He has played really well this entire series. And he had some fantastic defensive moves uh, through last night he ended up blocking a shot he had a great face off percentage with at 59 and then i just i thought that he played very well and he has impressed me every single game this series he has done something to really capture my attention and say huh that's right you've been on this team a while and you know what it takes to perform in the playoffs um and then, you know, I thought that obviously his empty netter was great. Um, something else that was great was <laughs> Brady Kachuk in the stands cheering for uh, Backlund's goal <laughs> at the end there. I don't know. I love the Kachuk family. I think that they're so funny. Um, but back to back to the back to the Flames. Uh, Daryl Sutter also kind of earns like I I know he's the coach. But he had to do some shuffling as well. He had to do some adjustments on the fly. And uh, obviously, they're more prepared for this. This would be like me if I got sat with a table of 12 and then was also sat with a table of six. I wouldn't know what, or I guess I wouldn't know what to do. Um, no, I would know what to do. I would. And I'd be able to adjust immediately. <laughs> but, you know, I think that you really know your team and your own team's strengths when you can adjust that quickly and you know what you're doing. And I thought that Sutter reuniting the Mangiapane, Backland, and Coleman line really benefited this team as well. Um, I just, I really was so impressed with this team's performance as a whole. I thought that they did great. I don't think that, I, I mean, of course the penalties, but I just, I don't really think that there was something that stood out to me that I was like, oh my God, why would you do that? Oh my God, you're an idiot. This is going to cost you the series. Like there was none of that last night, which was fantastic. And then of course I have Jacob Markstrom as another flame, flame of the game because he had an incredible performance. Even if he did stand there bored out of his mind for the first 20 minutes, I thought that him, he blocked some of like some of these shots that he saved and some of, like, the saves he made were just so 
unreal and takes true talent to do so, whether that be, you know, uh, just like being flexible or hand-eye coordination. I love it. I, I thought that he played really well. And to see him nominated for uh, the Vesna Award today is just stick taps around. But I think some extra rest will do him some good. So hopefully that first period was able, uh, he was able to kind of catch up there. And of course I have Michael Stone. Michael Stone, you know, we talked about it in the first period, but he, or sorry, not the first period. We talked about it earlier in the show. Oh my goodness. Uh, he, he just played out of his mind for a guy who has played 11 regular season games and then who just typically sits up in the press box. But it was so great to see. It was so much fun to watch him. Eight shots through about 10 minutes is impressive for any player. But for it to be your seventh defenseman, I think that's even more impressive. I'm interested to see how Sutter uses him going forward, if he does use him. Uh, does Sutter use him more if he ends up scoring on one of those shots? Uh, you know, it's it's all about a whataboutism game, and some of those whataboutisms are so useless to entertain, but I'm interested to see how this goes, especially because Brett Ritchie is, like, your fourth line is not fast, right? Though, like, do you just keep rolling this forward? Like, do you roll out 11 and 7? I don't, I don't know. I think it would be something worth looking at because, I mean, obviously you're going to tire your team out if you do it every game. But Brett Ritchie's kind of slow. He throws big hits, but he's kind of slow. I thought Lucci's looked looked fantastic last night too. So we'll have to see where this thing goes when things are back in Calgary and settled. Um, I actually had a dream last night that they delayed the Flames travel till Wednesday morning and then expected them to play Wednesday night. I know, really weird, but um, God dang it, I am so happy with how the Flames played and I hope that they can close this series out in six because I don't think I could do a game seven. So thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I am Jess Belmosto. You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And then the show's Twitter account is back. We are back at LO underscore Flames pod. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow for um, a mid-series check-in. And, of course, a preview of Game 5.